What if you could know what God is doing in each season? Imagine the breakthroughs you'd find if you could synchronize your watch with God's and copy his day planner. It doesn't take a supernatural revelation of his divine will. It's exactly what's possible when you follow the patterns he already laid out in the Hebrew calendar and explore the emotional themes in each month. After all, Ecclesiastes does say there is a time for every purpose under heaven. Join me, Leah Lassane, one of the authors of the Healing in the Hebrew Months book series and your podcast host as we unpack the biblical significance, emotional themes, and prophetic symbols associated with each Hebrew month and how you can apply these insights to your spiritual journey. Welcome back to the Healing in the Hebrew Months podcast. I'm Leah Lassane, your podcast host and author of book one in the Healing in the Hebrew Months book series. This month is the month of Av. So starting off with our month at a glance master chart like we always do, the meaning of this month is father. The blessing is sonship and father's promises. So already we're seeing this theme of fatherhood. Um, The tribe is Judah. The gem is Chalcedony. The constellation is Leo. The deacons are Hydra, Crater, and Corvus. Um, And again, if you ever have questions about the tribes, um, the gemstones of the constellations, um, you're going to check out Seneca's book in the series. It is book two. Or we also have some bonus podcast episodes you can check out um, for the tribes and for the gemstones. She explains how we paired the tribes and gemstones with each month. Um, Some of the ones that we have paired maybe are a little different than what other folks out there are saying, and there's a reason for it. So check out those bonus podcast episodes if you're interested in that, or like I said, Seneca's book, which is book two in the series. Um, Continuing on though from the constellations and the deacons, the gate is the dung gate, the letter is tet, Um, the musical note is A is an apple, the emotion is discernment, the body part is the left kidney, the holidays are Tisha B'Av and the feast of new wine, And then our areas of healing, continuing with that fatherhood theme, um, is father wounds and self-worth. And then the area of warfare is guarding against listening to bad counsel. Um, So connecting in with the letter this month, um, if you check out Dell's book in the series, which is book three, um, the one with the like royal blue cover, um, she explains the letter associated with each month. And the pictographs um, that those letters form and the meanings associated with that. So this letter's, uh, this month's letter of Tet, um, the pictograph is actually of a basket. Um, so Tet means good or best. And the basket implies something that is knit together, interwoven, and twisted. It's a place of surrounding that contains something. Um, and then the weaving of a basket creates a vortex or a spiral. Um, so the, the lesson, um, from this pictograph, um, is that from the beginning, middle and the end, that what is true resonates. Um, so she's explaining that in more detail in her book, along with the, the numbers and the musical notes associated with this month. Um, but just seeing that, that basket, um, good or best, um, and then things being true from the middle through the end, um, that that's something to look at this month. Um, just holding those things together. I even think of the, the language of, you know, not putting all of your eggs in one basket. Um, but 
in this case, this is a basket that we want to, to put all our eggs in, is this basket of truth that's true from the beginning, the middle, and all the way through the end. Um, looking at the month overall, um, this month kind of has a bad rap a little bit um, in Jewish culture. Um, it's not looked at as like a happy month, the Tisha B'Av holiday that we have, um, which is the, the ninth of Av. Um, is considered like a day of mourning. There's a lot of negative things that have happened on that day. Um, we have the the destruction of the first and second temple, um, very tragic events during the Holocaust, um, all of these happening on the ninth of Av. Um, but looking at first mention of the ninth of Av in the Bible, we see that it's actually the date that the spies returned with the bad report. So you might remember... Um, in recent months, um, like in the month of Tammuz, we were actually in the promised land. Um, we were looking at what was happening. That's when the spies were there. Um, and the ninth of Av is when they return and give their bad report. So Av was destined to be the season of entering the promised land. They were, it was destined to be the season where the spies came back and said, yes, this land looks great. Let's go for it. Um, but instead all of the spies except for Caleb and Joshua came back and gave a negative report. So from that, that negative report, um, Israel, instead of choosing to follow God, who had already led them out of Egypt, led them through the desert, had provided for them, they continue complaining, they continue struggling to trust him. And instead of claiming this promised land that he had sent them into, he, they, they reject it. They say, I don't know, these spies, they said it looks kind of dangerous. We're going to stay out. Um, so it's interesting to think too, that no one had seen the promised land in the 400 years since Abraham had lived in Canaan. Um, none of the spies, none of these Israelites, no one remembered what this land was like. They had only heard rumors, um, through oral tradition and, you know, using their imaginations to inform them, what this promised land looked like. Um, they had what God told them and they had tradition and that was it. Um, so, you know, you think, why would God have sent these spies into the promised land anyway? Um, if his intention was to give them the land, um, you know, he'd already proven that he could do that. He had taken them out of Egypt. He'd conquered the Egyptians for them. He'd provided for them throughout the, the desert. doesn't really seem like he needed them to go um, search out this land and militarily figure out how they were going to conquer it. So why would he send them in to go see it? Um, and I believe it was because he wanted to deepen their hunger for it. He wanted to whet their appetites. He wanted um, to just give them this taste of the goodness that he had for them with the intention that they would desire it. Um, and unfortunately, they rejected it. Um, instead of looking at the goodness, instead of focusing on the good that God was offering them, they became focused on the giants and on the obstacles and on the things that were in the way. So as we enter into this month of Av, don't let any of the negative connotations around it deter you. We're going to strip all those away. We're going to look at the original intent of this month. The original intent of this month was entering into promised lands, having that hunger, um, for, for the things of God and for declaring this is good, this thing that God is leading us into, it's good. Um, so you might read through that Exodus um, account again um, of when they, they come back with the, 
the bad report and instead of focusing on what the the 10 spies say focus on what Caleb and Joshua say because their testimony is in there too um, they're talking about the good focus on the good focus on what um, they've been they've seen as good not on the obstacles that they saw in the way um, another thing to keep in mind too as you read through Leviticus Deuteronomy numbers is that God gave all of these commandments to a nomadic people um, Moses was writing down all of these things God was telling him about wheat harvest and new wine while the Israelites were wandering in the desert eating manna and quail. So in the wilderness, God was preparing them for a time when they would have abundance. He was preparing them for a time when they would be a settled agrarian society where they actually were in one place long enough to, to plant and harvest. Um, so perhaps God is preparing you in this season for blessings that are ahead. Um, Perhaps he's preparing you for things that seem like totally irrelevant because you're not in that season yet. Um, But something to consider, most lottery winners go broke within five years of winning. So having abundance does not guarantee success and abundance comes in many forms other than dollar signs. We must learn to steward the blessings God sends our way and he is faithful to prepare us for it if we will allow him to do so. Um, So again, in this season, looking at the ways that God's preparing you, looking at the the promised lands he's setting before you and looking at the good rather than the obstacles, trusting that he is the living God, trusting that he is who he says he is, trusting that he is going to lead you into whatever this is that he's promised you. Um, And that's not to say that we sit back and do nothing. Um, Caleb and Joshua definitely saw that there was there was conquering to do. There were things that needed to be done to take this land. They didn't just sit back and go, well, God's got it. He said he was going to give it to us. Um, but they, they trusted that if God was laying it before them as good, if God was telling them to go after it, that God would also lead them in how to, to take it, how to pursue it. So this is still an active month. This is still a time to lay hold, to press in. We're not just going to sit back, be armchair warriors and see what happens. We need to press in, but pressing in in faith, not in fear. Um, So like I said, that Tisha B'Av, which is the ninth of Av, um, traditionally the first portion of Av is considered um, a time of mourning and then followed by seven weeks of comfort that start on the 10th of Av. Um, But again, we're not participating necessarily in that. Um, this can be a season that we can do that. This can be a season of letting go of old things that are not working, um, and allowing new things to be rebuilt. Um, but really we want to press in instead in discernment, um, paying attention to the old things that are falling away, paying attention to the voices that we're listening to. If we're listening to voices that are coming at us with how bad it is and, oh, the giants are so big. Those are not voices we want to listen to. We want to listen to, um, the voices that are encouraging us to trust the Lord, they're encouraging us to see the good that he's laying before us. Um, and it's also taking discernment to know when it's God pruning something away, pruning away old things that need to be pruned um, versus when it's a spiritual attack. So even if you're coming up against a giant, even if you're coming up against opposition in this season, taking that time to pray, to discern, God, is this you pruning away something old so that new growth can come? Or is this actually attack? Um, we're not going to just assume that, that every single thing that's a little difficult um, is the enemy. 
Um, Av, like we said in the master chart, um, Av is associated with the left kidney. Um, so that mirrors the right kidney that we, we had back in the uh, ER two months ago, three months ago. Um, and some emotions that are associated with the kidneys are performance mentality, fear, um, feeling stuck, looking back at ER. We had trauma too as a theme in ER. Um, so the kidney meridian is active from 5 to 7 p.m. So that would be a time during the day this season to maybe see if you're feeling more of those emotions um, and to pray through that. Um, and just kind of take note of those things. Um, if you have any issues with kidneys um, or with lower back pain, because that's where the kidneys are, um, that might be something to pray pray into for healing as well this month. And just inviting the Lord to show you what he has for you in that area. Um, as we talked about, just so much of Av's history is negative, but that is not its destiny. That is not what this month was intended to be. Um, so we're not going to, to look at this month with fear. Um, we're not going to be afraid that it's a low point. We're not going to fear the ninth of Av and, oh goodness, what bad things are going to happen. Um, we're going to look at this as a turning point month um, where what we choose to focus on matters. So are we going to choose to focus on the giants or are we going to choose to focus on um, just the blessings and the original intent of this month to lean into? Um, so I'm praying for you this month that God would deepen your discernment um, to help you see where he's been at work when you're unaware um, and that when you're given a bad report about your promised lands, um, that you would have discernment to know what's actually true and what voices to listen to. Um, and that you would lean into the ways that he's been preparing you for what's ahead. Um, I love giving the other scripture references too, if you want to do a little bit of scripture study with the month um, and see what else the Lord reveals to you about this season. Um, so some scripture references um, to Av, some of them are really boring. They're kind of like just those historical things that... Might not seem that interesting, but you never know. All scripture is God-breathed and profitable, so there's definitely things God can reveal to you even in the somewhat boring passages. Um, but the scriptures for this month, we have Numbers 13.20 and then Numbers 33.38. Um, we have Judges 9.27. We have 2 Kings 25.8-12. We have 1 Chronicles 27.8. Ezra 7.8-9. Nehemiah 3.1 and also Nehemiah 6.15, Jeremiah 28.1 and Jeremiah 52.12, Ezekiel 21 and Zechariah 7.3. So I hope you have a wonderful month focused on the blessings, not the giants, and look forward to seeing you again in a lull. Have a great month.